0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is two blokes talking tech, episode two hundred and fifty-nine. It is Monday afternoon in San Francisco. We are here together. My name is Trevor Long. Joining me, Stephen Finnick from techguide.com. G'day, Today, good
1: mate. Good day, mate. I've just got a I had a ma- mouthful of mouthful of pretzel. Thanks very much I for I was time. Going to go longer on the intro. I did think you were going to go longer, but uh, yeah, we're here in San Francisco for
0: the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference. It is Tuesday morning uh, Australian time. Um, by the time you publish, we publish this, it'll probably be sometime Tuesday afternoon. So there might be some people that get it on Tuesday night as opposed to uh, Wednesday, but... Uh, earlier. That's the main thing. Earlier it, this week. It is early because we, we're not wasting time here. We're bringing you what we know when we know it and uh, not mucking about. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Two blokes talking tech. Uh, okay, so... Quickly for the uninitiated Worldwide Developers Conference is exactly that. It is a conference where developers from around the world come to meet and greet, learn from Apple engineers. It kicks off with um, Apple executives, Tim Cook included, and and a keynote, uh, which is normally at the Moscone Center, which has been knocked down and it's um, been moved to the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, which is where we were last year for the launch of the iPhone 6S and um, and other products like the Apple TV. Five thousand attendees through a lottery process you can't there's no guarantee you're going to get a ticket it's a lottery 350 scholarships within that including a nine-year-old from melbourne Um, it's a lot of people it was a huge crowd
1: um you know it's uh, just some other fast facts here although you've started on those 27th year it's been on 13 million developers around the world uh, and you mentioned there was more than 5,000 attendees, but they were from 74 different countries. 72% of first time attendees as well. And on hand though, the reason they come here is to not only hear the keynote, but also to get really cool jackets, which says yeah, which which media don't get. Just <laughs> FYI. But they also get access to Apple's engineers. There's more than more than a thousand Apple engineers to help these developers. So the developers can show them their code and and get get some advice. So they're going to make get get their money's worth out of out of this event. That there are some fast facts. And on the App Store front, more than two million apps now in the App Store, and they're more than 130 billion app downloads.
0: 50 billion dollars paid. by apple out to developers and when you work that out that's if you you divide that by 70 and multiply by 30 you work in how much money apple's made out of the app store because they keep 30 percent primarily and that but that's the critical thing right this is a software event it is for people who want to want to better themselves as developers but also better their apps and and you know really really hook into the apple ecosystem and before we talk about all the announcements from software, let's touch on the fact that there was no other announcement here. There was no, certainly no, no one more thing. There was no hardware at all. And the previous events we've been to, uh, and I'm not, this is my first WWDC, but there's always, you know, hands-on area where you get to play with the product. There's nothing. It was just keynotes, finish, you're out. Um, because there was nothing to see. They just showcased the the software. So from my point of view, I was surprised by that because I did feel like it needed, Something else to make it a bigger story for the for the
1: general population, as opposed to just being here's what your next software update is going to be like. It still took two hours though, and you've got to remember that there were four <coughs> OSs they're talking about now. It's not yeah. just so it's not just iPhone and and the Mac. You got Apple Watch, Apple TV iPhone, iPad for iOS, and the Mac with macOS Sierra. So a lot, lot of, a uh, lot, lot of stuff to talk about. Where especially now with the additional mm. Apple Watch and and TVOS, it kind of took took out took the time away from any high kind of hardware announcements.
0: And again, just before we talk about the actual announcements, um, a little bit of focus, and I think more more focus probably over the next few days when people analyze it. A very diverse. Bunch of people presenting, you know, it wasn't just you know Eddie and Craig and Tim. They had several women on stage demonstrating coding to music. Um, very diverse um, presence on stage, which I think is noticeable because they've been criticised for that in, in the years gone by. A couple of years ago, they were they were criticised for that. So a very different approach from them in that sense. But you're right, geez, they pace through it two hours. And I I looked at it at one point and said this is going really fast there must be something else yeah. coming and then I looked at my watch and went it's only half an hour to go we're done it was it was very very
1: yeah. fast paced but just on you just you did touch on something earlier about the diversity of Apple mm. and just on that when when before anyone any of the keynote began Tim Cook came on stage yeah. and immediately acknowledged the the tragic mass shooting in Orlando mm. and he mentioned the fact that Apple is quite a diverse company Lots of races and and sexualities, and everyone's accepted under one big um, big umbrella at Apple as a, and he he chose to pay pay respect to the victims and their families, and got everyone to stand up. Never been done before any of the Apple events I've been to, uh, and, and got up and and made everyone observe a, a moment's silence, just yeah, in respect.
0: But, and because it's fre- it's very fresh here. This is, I mean, it might be moving through the news cycle back home. I don't know, but certainly here it's still wall to wall coverage. Um, this is a huge terrorist yeah, in- incident, and. Kind of very wise move because A, uh, respect, and B, yeah, just just elephant Actually, in the room kind of thing. Get it out of the way because then he was literally able to just switch over and go, right. Okay. And that's what he did. And let's do the same thing. And let's go in reverse order, essentially, for, to what Apple did. Let's talk about iOS 10. So iOS 10... Um, And iOS is always re-announced at this time of year as a new version. It's always announced as coming in fall, which means September, October, when the new iPhone comes out. There will once again be a public beta. Developers are getting it today. I've seen some already tweeting photos of it and things. But um, we can get it as a public beta if you want to run the risk, because it is a beta uh, in in July. Um, It wasn't. It was interesting because what they didn't do was talk about an overall change Remember, um, I'm going 7 to 8, you know, like a big leap yeah, change. It wasn't a design change.
1: No, I mean, it, it was more, yeah, operational. Features,
0: because I, I missed the bit where they said, we're going to run through 10 features, but they kept giving a number. Here's number three, and I'm going, how many are there? But anyway, he, um, they went through multiple features, and i've got to say they kicked it off with the right one it was a very good start because one of the things uh that they they talked about is you pick up your phone and you fi- the fingerprint sensor is so quick and fast that it automatically you, you miss anything that was on your notifications page on the home on the lock screen and so now when you pick the phone up off the table it will know because of the accelerometers and things. It knows it's been moved and it turns on. So the screen turns on you see the notifications that are there because why unlock the phone if you don't need to if you're just looking at notifications? So right there you get a rich notification. You can interact with the notification using 3D touch. There's some really interesting things. In fact, you can have a whole message thread with someone in the lock
1: screen. Uh, using 3D touch and all that as well. Yeah. Well, we'll let's go feature for feature then. Uh, enhanced messaging was another one that stood out for me. This was so you can add <coughs> effects and animations to your messages. You can even have your bubble effects. So the bubbles are different sizes. The text comes in different <laughs> sizes. This is the standout for me. This is
0: actually... It's fun. And, you know, our job is difficult sometimes because you've got to, in, in two minutes on the radio, you've got to narrow down what happened. And I've narrowed it down to Siri, which we'll talk about, and iMessage updates. Because I think so many people use iMessage and I think iMessage is a very competitive space for them because they've got WhatsApp, they've got WeCheck. People are using messaging apps, Facebook Messenger. And they're not using text messaging, iMessage, so they want to make it a really rich experience. So iMessage is going to become super rich where, as you said, you can now choose. You can say, um, like you could say, um, you know, um, I'm trying to, you're not going to say you've had a baby or something, but you could say something amazing and I could say, wow, that's awesome. But instead of just saying, wow, that's awesome, I can make that pop. Like I can make it come at you, slam, I think is how they call it. Um, and, and so you can text make the, you make the bubble size, yeah. look different.
1: You can, you can reply with handwriting. There's some good features there. You, you can also add the little animations behind the message, like balloons and fireworks and, uh, and all these laser lights and things like that, um, confetti. There's even, I, I quite like the invisible ink. Where Very the message fun. comes in like garbled and you're running your finger over it and it reveals itself. Mm-hmm. You could do that with a picture as well. Yeah, and the, the picture was a good example because, you know, it's so I've got big news and the picture you're thinking, is it an
0: ultrasound? Is it a what? And it's, it was a, a you know, woman with her engagement <laughs> ring. A great way to have the suspense
1: of, you know, an announcement. Although it did look, look flesh-coloured, and he said, oh, I'm a bit scared <laughs> to open that. But anyway, uh, the other thing too, which was quite funny, was the uh, emotification of messages. So if you've emojification... You will not me, hear me say emojification. Yeah, well, I just said it. what Craig you know, Federighi said on stage. Yeah. and So if you've typed out a message it will highlight the words that can be replaced with emojis. So you got the, the new features called the, the tap back. So they're, they're highlighted in, in gold, and then you tap on each of them and choose the emoji you want to replace it. And so the example there is, let's say you say to me, um, what time do you want to record tomorrow night? Do you want to have
0: dinner? I could say, sounds awesome, really happy about that. Let's have pizza. And then that's the text written there. And then I tap the emoji button, and it shows me all my emojis as normal, but then it highlights those words. So pizza might be in yellow. Happy might be in yellow. You tap that word, it turns into a smiley face. You tap pizza, it turns into a pizza. Very smart.
1: Emojification. Say it again. Come on, Trevor. All right. Okay, well, uh, we've uh, mentioned Siri. Siri, Well,
0: let's let's talk quickly about Siri, though. Um, the big thing for Siri is she's no longer Apple's own property. You know, the Apple are going to open Siri up to developers. That sounds so bad. Yeah. But anyway, the idea it's is to that the, yeah, oh, the developers love the concept of Siri, but they've never been able to program it.
1: So yeah, they couldn't get near Siri. Siri was protected like, a, like an underage daughter. <laughs> she's 18 now, I think. Is that right? Oh, is that what this means? Anyway, we, we moved you know on what, from that. You know, we know what we mean. There's
0: 13 million developers Siri. in the world. <laughs>
1: Siri. Is out so
0: let's say you are the developer of WhatsApp, right? Really popular messaging app. Right now, we can't say, hey, Siri, um, you know, I'm really worried. My f- I'm Trevor recording on my phone, so I'm really hoping we don't yeah. uh, prompt it us up. Send, send a message to Steve telling him I'll be WhatsApp. there at, at 3 o'clock. Um, on
1: WhatsApp.
0: On, on WhatsApp. It'll send it via text message, but you can't trigger another thing. So imagine Twitter again. Hey, hey Siri, tweet. how not you do that
1: already on Twitter? I don't no. think you can. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think no. you can either.
0: But any, whatever the third party is, they will now be able to add that integration so that they can have Siri-prompted interaction
1: so with their I app. I could say, tweet Trevor Long, you're a buffet, And then it'll tweet you and say you're a buffet. Is that right? <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> tweet or I could Trevor say, tweet Stephen Fennick. South Suck. Go, Queensland. And then I'd tweet back saying, tweet Trevor, them's fighting words, I'm going to bash you. <laughs> <laughs> tweet
0: Stephen Fennick, emoji, running away. <laughs> I think you could do that with the emojification. <laughs> there you go. It's what it is. So, the, the concept there, but that's a big deal. And this was one of the
1: things that got the big applause from the developers because they want that kind yeah. of thing, right? There it's big. Some big cheers that like, I think the press were sort of thinking, yeah, that's pretty good. The, the, the developers were just going nuts. They were thinking, well, it was like that someone invented the wheel again. Yeah. They were cheering so loudly. Shall we move on to maps? Maps is, is a re- great example of what developers can do now because that's been open to developers as well. Again, uh, Maps was the person available now to all the developers. Maps will op- open the doors. So it, it now uh, developers can I- include the Apple Maps into their own the mapping. So, for example, I think the example he gave on stage was if, if I want to make a reservation, so I want to search for restaurants within Maps... And I want to make a reservation, then all these apps that use maps pop up. So whether it's in Fandango or whatever, the booking service, whatever you happen to be using, that's all within the app. So you can make your reservation, order an Uber, pay with Apple Pay and and use your maps as actual a navigation tool. Without leaving the Maps app, so yeah. it's all within it. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than bouncing in and out of apps, that's that's what I've noticed with this, and we'll we'll talk that's about right, this yes. in in the Home app as well. It's it's unifying all these these applications and and, and um, commands, so that rather than you going in and out of an app and doing this and coming back, it's all in one place.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, photos, I like photos because the memory, what
0: they're the doing, memory. no, just the the everything they're doing with photos generally because. One of the things, and they they talked about privacy. We don't need to go into it, but they talked about the fact that they value privacy. Because it's private. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't really remember what they said. <laughs> but, no, but it's, it's, privacy is very important to them. Um, but essentially, you've got this massive photos. You might have 10,000 photos on your iPhone. And on the Mac and on Google, you can have facial recognition. They've now harnessed... you want to can jump in again? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stephen's, just, Stephen's like... just taking a bite of the pretzel again. Uh, Wetzel's Pretzels, by the way, a proud sponsor of Two Blocks Talking Tech, episode 259. <laughs> Cost me $4.19. They're not a sponsor at all. Um, so facial recognition, I think, is an awesome feature of photo libraries, and that's now on your iPhone. But it's it's happening on your iPhone. Your iPhone is so powerful it's now able to do the facial recognition for you. It's now able to do things like object recognition. So you better say, hey, Siri, show me photos of cars. Yeah.
1: And, and it'll show you photos from your library of cars because oh, it's surprised. that smart. Surprised to learn that it uses the it, its advanced computer vision. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I called it. It makes 11 billion computations per image. So I can see if there's a the example he gave that there was a horse. That was It was in water behind a mountain. So it's looking at all these objects and remembering it. And then putting that as a way for you to sort your photos sort your memories which is another feature so you can have these little memory moves if facebook wasn't enough well you know i think that that i think apple is seeing what other the social networks are doing with the content created on their devices that they're thinking hang on a minute we can do this ourselves on our devices Mm. for people so 11
0: billion computations 11. I think three? it should be 12 or 13. They need to work yeah. harder on that. Memo, Craig, Fredericki. I
1: was 11 might go 13 billion. Yeah.
0: Um, the, oh, no. An, an, another, no, well, let me tell you one other thing I think is interesting um, that, that mobile carriers should take notice of. If you've got Skype installed now and someone Skypes you, it just comes up as you know drop down notification. Well, now, developers like Skype or WhatsApp or Facebook who do vi- like audio calling. Can actually have the presentation of that call in the exact same way a normal phone call like does. It's so it looks like you're getting a phone call. It just says, you know, Stephen Fennick via Facebook or Stephen Fennick via via Skype, and and that's a big deal because you know people are going to switch to using these VoIP services as their primary calling rate.
1: So that, that unification of the, of those features again, rather than you hopping in and out of apps, it brings it all in one place. So rather than it's it's easier to use. Um, uh, home app, which we mentioned earlier, is another one. And, you know, home automation is on the rise. HomeKit is Apple's little little uh, SDK for developers, so that if it is HomeKit enabled, it can now be controlled from this Home app. Mm. So rather than you can you can control stuff individually from one place rather than going in and out of the apps, and you can also set scenes. So you've got a combination of apps, combination of devices. You can set scenes. like I think the example you gave was a morning scene where the blinds come up and your, your coffee starts to per- percolate and your lights come on at a certain time of the day that you program. So you can say, hey, hey
0: Siri, good morning. And she knows it's the morning. She turns on the lights or off the lights, how it should be. And the critical thing is the HomeKit's been around now for a little while, but it's a very behind-the-scenes thing. So, you know, Philips here we talked about last week. Is HomeKit enabled so that it can take advantage of some Siri stuff? but you still then need to use the philips app to do the work and you need to use ift to to do kind of algorithmic programming whereas what home home the app is doing is saying well let's let's embrace some of that myself and there's even talk about the fact that you'll be able to use your apple tv as your home connection to your home devices wow. while you're away so we could be here in san francisco with a with a new apple tv at home and we could make a command in home on our phones, which will tell the Apple TV to do the thing that we're suggesting. So there's some very smart integration there. It really does rely though on those companies kind of letting go of the reins. I remember this, uh, Nick Guirallo is a great example. I remember saying to Patrick Lowe two years ago when they launched Arlo that it was great, but it needed IFT integration and that only came in this month. So sometimes these companies really want to own the ecosystem and not, not kind of release it a bit. They really need to release it into, into
1: HomeKit so that it can really be harnessed. In the, in the same way that Apple has kind of lo- loosened the reins on Siri and Maps and all these other features, so these other companies have to do the same. Right. Um, two other quick things from me. Apple Music redesigned, and that's a welcome redesign. I think it was a little bit tough to navigate. Um, that, it was fugly. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. not a good app. So I think what Apple did was, remember it went down this path of really thin and light typefaces and make, making everything look like that? I think for Apple Music, it didn't quite work because there was like the, the, the progress of the song and all and your so, so hard to tap on things, like hard. songs. Oh, yeah. Man. So now they've kind of brought back some bold, some bold type and, and easy ways to navigate. They've redesigned the library for you, browse, radio tabs, similarly with News as well, the News app. Which is viewed by uh used by sixty million people per month apparently. And uh, that's also been improved and it allows you to organise it's it kind of it's like flipboard, it sort of organises your your news streams into a more magazine type look and feel and also puts them you got very excited when there was a Formula One subject, remember that? Oh, it, I did not know any was a Formula One fan. Yeah. I got very excited. All the different uh, subjects, so you can have one for sport and, and then drill down even further if you're right into certain sports. Uh, you can also get breaking news notifications on your lock screen as well. So, that I mean, it's a big upgrade. They did describe it as the biggest
0: user user interface, kind of the user upgrade, which is interesting because it isn't the biggest visual upgrade, but it's just feature-wise, very rich for consumers. Uh, things like the control um, center are upgraded. It's now kind of three swipes across. You can do different things. There's a lot of little things that, that people
1: will notice there. But um, apparently, and it, the 10 that they note they mentioned, there's like probably 20, 30 others that we'll see when we get it. Yeah,
0: that, uh, that comment brought to you by Wetzel's Pretzels. Okay. Um, oh, all, we. Yeah, all the details from iOS 10 are at EFTM.com.au and techguide.com.au. We do it all. Two Bikes Talking Tech, episode 259 here, um, live from San Francisco as guests of Apple. Um, we do it thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you're on the road, you could use the Netgear travel appliances like Stephen does to create a little mini network in your hotel. Room for all your devices uh, off just the one uh, network connection, or at home, you could rely on Netgear home networking products like the uh, X8 Nighthawk for a big family and a big house, giving you great coverage, great speed throughout the home. Because streaming is the future, and you need quality hardware to support the best uh, devices. No good having all the best devices and then not having a solid network behind it. Netgear can help you with that at netgear.com.au. Now, one of the big rumors before the, the event was that OS ten was going to be renamed to Mac OS. Tim Cook started the thing and mentioned OS ten. It came up on the screen and there was a bit of a, ooh, in the room. But then uh, Craig Federighi came out and said, um, you know, it's never a never a, an Apple event without a bit of controversy around naming or something like that. And up came the uh, the decision to to rename OS 10 to Mac uh, OS, but continue the Californian theme. So we're going to
1: Mac OS, Mac OS, OS Sierra. Sierra. Yes, Sierra. That this is for the so the desktop software we're talking for your iMac, your MacBooks, and the star of the show here again is Siri. Siri, yeah. Siri is the biggest thing that, that is, that's easy. As predicted it's by a out lot out. of the rumor sites. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it does complete the circle now because Siri is now available across all of, of Apple's platforms. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: and a, a point I made in, in my story was they're behind Microsoft here. Cortana's been on Windows 10 for a while. Um, Lenovo, uh, one year ago at Tech World, used the example of Cortana working Find with fine, file. fine files and stuff. And that was the example Apple gave tonight. So, you know, it's not exactly groundbreaking, but it's very smart. Plus, again, it's open to developers, so there'll be some solid integration. So you can say, hey, Siri, find me those files that I created and sent to Stephen last week, list them, you can narrow down the search and stuff like that. So
1: very smart stuff to bring Siri into the Mac OS. Searching for photos, you can add an event to your calendar create and reply to messages, because you get a lot of messages on your Mac now. Yeah. They kind of come through to your Mac. Um, and it, it's and you can also, what I like, is pin the results into your notifications. So if you say, I'll oh, find me all the files that I shared with Trevor, so then they can come in a little sidebar. I might be working on a document that I might need some of those files. I, I think the example he gave was he was working on a presentation, dragged in some of those results as well. So uh, Siri, even more useful than ever. She's getting around. Siri. <clears throat>
0: um, Apple Pay was interesting. Uh, again, a really good joke they showed. He said, uh, "Apple Pay is coming to the Mac," and he showed a photo of a woman with a Mac under her arm at a, at a payment terminal at a cafe. And, and there was a, it, Craig is very good with the with the kind of fun joke stuff. But in the end, what it means He's is, here's a jokester. He a joke, sir. You can be on, and I can imagine someone like Kogan having this. You go, you go through the, the checkout process. You decide you're going to buy something, and you choose, you know, instead of PayPal or Visa, you choose Apple Pay. And there is no, you don't put your credit card anywhere into your Mac system. But because you've got an uh, iPhone. It then says it pops up and you and you look at your phone and you verify the payment there with a the fingerprint it's on the phone. So it's it's integrating all your devices, and that's what all, a lot of these things do. And it's still a very secure
1: payment. Yeah, dad no, I think that that's that that was a a big move, I think there, and it, you know, hopefully it'll accelerate the the call for Apple Pay to get further out. Like I I don't have it yet on. on I find way that way staggering, mate. Forget your bank, move on, go to ANZ. Yeah, I'm gonna brush them. You reckon?
0: That's what okay. I did.
1: Well, you know, you're you're a braver man than I am, Gungadin. Gungadin, I, what I like to, Gungadin. You know, if you're a literate literary man, you'd know that. <laughs> if I was literate, <laughs> <you're a> literate. <laughs> I didn't say that, but you said it, and I agree with it. It was filthy. I watched Rocky for the first time on the I flight over believe here. Believe you have not seen Rocky up until now. It's it's just celebrating this year. Fortieth anniversary. I
0: don't want to break it to you. You were eight when it came out. I was zero.
1: (laughs) Okay, better late than never. But there's uh, there's another five movies to watch after that. Okay, as well. Yes, you will. Uh, Auto unlock. That was so. If you've got an Apple Watch, and rather than you having to type in a password, it will then because you've authorised your Apple Watch, it knows it's your Apple Watch. You've you've associated with your Mac. Whenever you're near your Mac. It will unlock the Mac without you having to type in a
0: password. I glossed over this during the presentation because I thought, yeah, whatever, whatever. But then I sat down here in my hotel room. I opened up the Mac and I went, oh, I've got to put my password in again. But i got my watch on. This is it. This is the moment. Because that's the whole point is anyone else sitting here would need to put my password in. If my wife wants to get
1: access to the computer, I'll give her the password she can so get do in. Has, did you have it set up so that the passwords only required when you power on or every time it goes to sleep? Every time it goes to sleep. Okay. I only have it when it powers on. Yeah. Man, that's not very secure. Well, now that I've got this auto-unlock, I'm going to be do- doing it every time it goes, so thank you, me. security, more seriously, Stephen. Steve. I was waiting for this feature. Yeah. Se- speaking
0: of uh, of no Segway at all. But having... Of having a laptop, one of the things I've got a I've got a Mac laptop and a Mac desktop, and one of the one of the things they're integrating is iCloud Drive, uh, yeah. using desktop sharing your desktop, so any files that are on your desktop can now share across your device. so you can basically share your desktop
1: or your documents folder.
0: Yeah, which is good, but. Just remember, it's going to use huge amounts of internet syncing to the cloud continuously. Yeah. Therefore, so w- this is an NBN world style approach that you know is going to be made a lot better yeah. by faster but uploads. It, but maybe. it's only going to update what what is new to right. your desktop. How, how your often do you take screenshots? Yeah, pretty often. Mate, that's your desktop, right? I need to change. Is there a way to change the default location of its screenshots being um, saved? Just sure. ziggy-zaggy the I'm hashtag. Sure. If anyone's got a tip on that, I'd love to know because my, that's what no, my desktop you could, is. You
1: could probably designate that to go into your pictures folder, I'd
0: say, being screenshot. Hmm. What was this? 131873? We're just making
1: it up now? <laughs> no. You could probably do that. Well, um, I'm anyway, pretty, i like that. I'm pretty, pretty cool. sure, yeah. Another feature that would help like one one problem is limited storage space, uh, optimized storage, which is kinda like I like have got an I got an application I use called Clean My Mac that goes through and gets rid of all your caches and all your logs and all, all that, yeah. da- that redundant data you don't need. Well, they're probably sweating bullets today because Apple has just uh, just made their product obsolete by putting it into Mac OS Sierra. This is optimized storage. So it goes through, looks at all your old data... And if you've got new data to, to, to be brought in, it takes the old data to make room, puts it up in the cloud, again, using data that you're going to say there, yeah. but also gets rid of, though, the browser cache, duplicate downloads, logs, and all that other redundant data. And I think the example he gave on, on screen was there were 20 gig out of a 250 gig um, drive. Mm. They did optimize storage, and then that suddenly became 150 gig of storage available. Um Interestingly
0: and maybe related, I saw a tweet earlier from someone suggesting that Apple in the, you know, in the conference rundown, you know, looking at all the sessions and things, there's a session called Introducing Apple File System, so they've got a whole new file system for the Mac which APFS. may or may not be controversial in terms of the way people integrate files across, you know, onto a USB and onto a PC or something like that. So it could be interesting to watch that one um, moving forward because uh, an all-new file system. Because you know, eight years ago, um, moving files from PC to Mac was a pain in the bum because of the file systems were different and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, what about picture-in-picture? You a fan of this? This massive is,
1: fan. This is so you can put a little video that if it's running off Safari or uh, iTunes, you can pin it to a corner of, of your screen or move it around, whatever you want. Yeah. So say you're watching a game or something in the corner of your screen or yeah. you might want to then continue working on other things. I often get caught in a bit of a YouTube
0: rabbit hole. Did last night, man, an hour on YouTube watching stand-up comedy. Just porn know YouTube had porn on YouTube? Well, what was that? <laughs> no, it's Eddie... it was pretty close, though. I started watching some Eddie Murphy, like old stuff, like 1972. Yes, and wow, that's some seriously... Could not be said, kind Did of co- like his Mr. T, his Mr. T joke there, where yeah. he had right a Mr. T was gay. Yes. Hey, boy! That's what I'm saying. The, in, it's not, it's not, re- uh, not, very good comedy for today, but, um, but that's the kind of thing. So you, can, and, and the thing is, it works in full screen mode too. So at home, I have my Mac running, you know, all the Windows here, but then my my second monitor is full screen Tweet Deck, yeah. and you can't drag anything over it. And I'd love to be able to move the video just over that so I've still got it running and I can still use my normal screen. So yeah. very, very smart course, little expert. With two it. screens and not enough room for his video. 27 inch, hey. both of them Jeez, too. Yes. Um, the universal job. clipboards, probably the only other thing I'd mention quickly is, um, again, it's kind of that continuum thing going on.
1: Continuity,
0: actually. Is what yeah, but, uh, but I think Microsoft call it continuum, don't they? And this so, is a
1: Microsoft,
0: I, but what I'm saying yeah. is, it's a very competitive so market. So
1: you reckon the Microsoft narcs are going to say we already had this? Yeah, a lot of it. I think Cortana it, is better than Siri. I think there could be a standoff between all Cortana and Siri. Who do you reckon? Is win Cortana? That if there was a fight in the car park between Microsoft fans and Apple fans, who'd win that fight? I
0: haven't spent enough time with Cortana. Is she open to developers? I think she's wide open to developers. I don't know.
1: But it was fun I think. Between that blue, if it was an arm wrestler, who would you put your money on? Microsoft
0: or? a fans. bunch a bunch of blokes in the uh, fans oh, i put fans. my money on the microsoft fans can, bashing the
1: there's more of them there's more of them
0: and just they are just apple people are just little dweebs
1: what? <laughs> we're apple people we're not dweebs although we are, we do use think, microsoft i don't think as well.
0: we're representative we're of apple the Fair community boys. there yeah, right. um okay. I, I would right. think the microsoft so you'd
1: take back yourself to win a blue there would you against okay. some of those apple boys over there oh would
0: for sure oh mate <laughs> I wouldn't back myself against many people, but there's a bunch of Apple fanboys that I could smash.
1: I reckon a few of them can throw down, mate. I reckon there'd be some tough blokes there. Oh,
0: I throw some code down at me. <laughs> it's a
1: code off. Look out! Watch out! He's got code. Yeah, I can I can
0: program in Basic. I oh, know it's no Swift, but <laughs> watch out, Trevor. He's just pulled some code out. It's sharp. Ah, <laughs> oh, two blokes talking tech. Um, watch is probably this is interesting, this right? Cool. This was very cool, but but. Limited because so many. In fact, the room was full of people with Apple Watches, but again, I not this seen is.
1: more Apple Watches in one place. No, it was like dinner last night. We were phones as well. Yeah. Like, anyone who pulled an Android phone out, I think laser beams z- z- zapped them. Should have seen our, our host <laughs> when I did that at the
0: start of the week. My God. Whoopsie. Oh, no. I was someone entitled to have whatever phone I want. Um, <laughs> i changed. Flight, on a I, flight paid by changed, I Apple Watch. I've changed whatever. very quickly. Yep. Um, so, Apple Watch, and I'm completely honest. In fact,. Um, Someone from Apple said to me, well, why, is, you right why is your right? phone in, in, why is you watching airplane mode when I did the review of the Catalyst, which we'll talk about next week? Yeah. I said, because I just use it for Apple Watch. I don't use it for anything. I haven't touched the side dial to look at apps
1: in in a year. Well, that, that's very revealing because one thing they said today was that the main use of Apple Watch is for activities and exercise You're and right. training.
0: Oh, that's not me! <laughs>
1: But now I, I use that a lot that 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 thing. But I also use it. I like to do the quick message replies as well. Yeah. That, See, I don't good. do any of that. But with the, one of the new features, which I'm a big fan of, is scribble. That's so awesome. You can you can write a letter at a time, and it'll convert that to text. And then yeah, you, you
0: tried text. that yesterday with me, just writing I on did, the. Did I only got for the first? <laughs> he wrote. He wrote to, I, I wrote. I wrote TikTok to you as if to say, "What time are you coming on, down?" Yeah, and you on. wrote F, F U. U and F, that was all I got. Yeah, I said Full I was going to write Full House. Oh. <laughs> as in you know the remake? Yeah, good. Um. But one of the gripes I had, I remember originally showing people the Apple Watch. It was one of those things that everyone wanted to see, Ooh, yeah. you know. Oh, show me. And, mate, it was frustrating because the apps took, you know, 10 <coughs> seconds to load, if and that. They, they acknowledged that today, though. They did. But they did. They did they, acknowledge that. They wore it on their sleeve. They said, look, yeah. here, here's, a, here's an app. It was some, you know, score app. Yeah. And it Scored took it. Yeah. a long time to load. And then with Watch OS 3, which is coming out. It was instant, so that yeah. apps can run in the background. Apps can do background yeah. refresh. Uh, the, the, the button on the side, which is currently your friends list, and that's the only purpose of the button, is is now an app dock. So you can open that to, yeah. to load previous or regular apps that you
1: use and swipe through and, them and, in real time. they're updated, yeah. as you said, in the background. So when you want to look at a particular app, boom, it's there straight yeah. away. So there's cool this, this is actually, and it's interesting, because so
0: many people say, oh, there's a new watch coming out. No, there's not a new watch coming out. This thing's fine. It is perfectly fast. It is perfectly everything you need. Why would they release a new watch? They don't have to release a new product every year. I don't want to break it to people. But the new software is going to bring it to the point where it's ready. I think this is actually Watch 2.0. I think an Apple Watch
1: with Watch OS 3 is Watch 2.0. Absolutely right. And that, that, that's the beauty of all of these updates is that you, when you update your phone, it's kind of like you got a new phone. There's these, these new features. Your Mac does all these yeah. new things, and now with Apple Watch, yeah. one new app which I or which I think you'll need, it's called
0: Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: in other like you know how your phone your, your phone your watch reminds you to stand up yep. occasionally. Now it's going to remind you to breathe. Just relax and take some deep breaths and just de-stress. And hey, Siri, <laughs> shut up. Stop telling me to breathe. No, well, Trim, if, you don't breathe, you to breathe.
0: if you don't breathe, we'll die. Isn't that how it works? But then what about, what about the coolest thing? And Apple is probably one of the best companies in the world to work with accessibility and things, especially for the visually impaired. What about with the watch? Yeah. They've updated it so that if you're wheelchair-bound... It doesn't say time to stand up. What an insult! Yeah, that. Well, yeah, it says
1: that. Well, why, yeah, that would be insulting, eh? I mean, the first
0: time you put that on, it says
1: time to stand up, you'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, thanks very much, yeah. smash it against short, the wall. Short little side story here. We, it now says let's roll. By the let's way, let's roll. But I remember the, the the whole time to stand. Um, the the, the the we got in a bit of trouble at the telly because we wrote a, We wrote a um, a story about the, the wheelchair bound athletes and you know the, the, the time time to stand stand for Australia and all that sort of gear. And yeah. Yeah, anyway. Not a very good side. Mate, side it's, it's never, it's never good. The the, the, no, no, the that, that's what I was. The foot the in we, mouth is we, always a problem. We said that um, the, the, this one athlete in particular is going to have a walk up start to win, and it <laughs> was just a bit awkward. Some of your
0: yeah, best work, yeah, sports wasn't me, editor. wasn't me Oh, you were the editor, no, though. You no, were the was, sports I editor. I'm of, sure. No, I Deputy. um new watch faces um, and you just swipe left and right now to change faces so you could set yep. three or four favorite faces so you can move from mickey mouse into your standard complications as you like
1: what about the sos feature the emergency Very feature smart. we've seen a lot of products you know the where the pendants you wear and things to contact emergency you know emergency numbers or your immediate family mm. now with a long press of the side button it will call the emergency number based on where you, the country yeah, you're in. Yeah. So if you're here in America, it's going to call 911. If you're in Hong Kong, it's going to call 999. If you're in Australia, it's going to call 000. So that allows you, if you're in some kind of medical emergency or you're in some kind of safety situation, you can then call uh, that. It'll go through to and uh, activate the call through your phone to the emergency services and will also notify the people on your emergency contact list.
0: Yeah, so it literally calls a 911 or a 000 and then it sends a text to, like, let's say you are on my emergency contact list, not that you'd come and buddy help anyway. Um, and it says, you know, Trevor's... What was I trying to say? If... You, yeah, yeah, Trevor's in an emergency situation and it shows a map of where he is and yeah. everything. Like, we've He's surrounded it. by Microsoft
1: developers. <laughs> he needs your help. <laughs> Bring code. Yeah,
0: there's, there's four little dweeby Apple fanboys around him, you know, and he can't cope. <laughs> what is it? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I honestly believe that once we get Proper working versions of uh, of the watch OS three on these watches, we're going to be very impressed with
1: what Apple Watch is. And we should remind everyone that every one of these updates are all free. That's right. And so you don't need to pay if you already own a device. I think the Apple Watch, of course, is only a year old. But even if you own a Mac that's even about two three years old, it's still going to work. iOS is going
0: iPhone. to go back to iPhone five and yeah. iPad two. Yeah.
1: Like iPad two, that's five years old, is a
0: very old yeah. device now. If yeah. it runs this, that's very cool. Very good. Yeah. Um that is watchOS just quickly tvOS the 4th OS and it... When you wrote it down here, it was kind of like it was 3.5. And I agree. I don't think for Australians, tvOS is as big as it is in America because, I mean, they've got some seriously good kind of broadcast streaming yeah, applications. We've really just got catch-up TV apps.
1: The bulk of it was all American-based, though. Yeah, it was yeah, apps. But look,
0: um, remote app on the iPhone is going to be updated, so, so it's like the current Apple TV app. You've got uh, you know, swipe movements, accelerometers, a game controller. This will help you, too. Siri now can search
1: YouTube videos as well. Right for my you comedy. You, yeah, you,
0: yeah. you You
1: went Just into a know, rabbit hole. You assumed you were going somewhere no. inappropriate. Well, you have you mentioned YouTube before, yeah. and I said, well, if you but rather you don't watch YouTube, rather than you saying show do me, do you not watch anything on of course YouTube? I do, of course I do. But rather than you saying typing in Eddie Murphy, you say show me YouTube videos of Eddie Murphy on Apple TV, and then boom, um, single sign-on. If you've ever got like Fox or Go or Stan
0: or something, you got to bugger around with your password, and then. Um, It'll say, here's a code, you've got to go to the web and log in and then put the code in. They're working on a single sign-on. To be honest, I didn't get a grasp of how it works. But the concept is across your iOS and your Apple TV, there's going to be single sign-on so that the device knows who you are and it just logs you into those things.
1: Yeah, that's uh, an interesting new feature. I think uh, there's also a dark mode, which everyone thought was going to be a mode of uh, iOS. Yes. I think some, some rumor monger probably looked at the wrong screen and thought, oh, that's a new iOS feature. Mm. It's actually a TVOS OS feature. And for use in dark rooms or if you're in a home theater, the, that bright background could be quite overpowering, especially if you're watching off a big screen. Mm. So the dark mode will tone that down. Very nice. That is
0: watch... OS, all of those things. If you're a developer, and you got you got to pay hundred bucks to be a developer, you get access to them pretty much today. There'll be public betas on most of them, I think, in next next month, and then they'll they'll all be you know staggered out over the fall. Um, and we should and our spring, our spring. We should quickly mention um, Swift. What's the name of the yeah, body? Yeah, Swift? Swift Playground, Swift Playground yeah. is an app for iPad. Which, and it's free, so basically, so that every student and school will want it on their iPads. And it's going to teach kids how to program. And when you look at the scholarships they've got going, the nine year old girl here doing programming. And I look at my son, yeah. who plays good. with a thing called Scratch from MIT, and they, they learn programming. It's a great move to learn programming because it's not an easy thing, right? But once you grasp the concept, it actually then becomes easy. And Swift is a language that's created to be easy. So yeah. a very good move, a smart move, and an honorable move by Apple to make it free to create the development community.
1: For sort of part of iOS 10, and, and I think if Apple had their way, they would make coding part of the curriculum. But so they said we think coding should be taught as a language should be taught something. in every school. Because you, you think of the world we live in now, it is an app driven world and and Apple is always big on empowering people and their devices and their apps, working together to help people achieve things, create things, solve the next problem in the world. They played a really nice video of all the people who who how they code, how they learned to code and the apps they came up with which that was that was quite a nice little video. So imagine in the hands of a young kid learning that coding really isn't that difficult. They could be the next Bill Gates or next Steve Jobs that comes out of this uh, Swift playgrounds development. So uh, really, really interesting. That is the wrap up of uh, WWDC 2016. All the details are
0: on Stephen's website, techguide.com.au, and mine, EFTM.com.au. Feel free to chat to us about what you think of the announcements on uh, Twitter. I am at Trevor Long. Stephen is at Stephen Fennick with a PH. The hashtag is ziggyzaggy. Now, before we go, there are a couple other news stories around today. Um, E3 is happening down the down the highway in Los Angeles at the moment. E3 is the huge gaming um, expo conference um, for the for, for annual conference where games developers, you know, Bethesda, uh, all those people announce new games, Bethesda, whatever. <laughs> um, and critically, Microsoft and Sony with the PlayStation, and the Xbox. Now Sony is tonight, and we'll talk about that next week. But we've already heard Xbox's yep. announcement. And look, there's a bunch there, but in in really simple terms they've announced a new version of the xbox the current xbox one will still exist but the 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 second in the in the family yeah. will be the xbox one s yes. which is 40% smaller wow. Than the current Xbox, and that includes the power brick. The power brick is now in in, inside the device. Finally, Finally. yay! Um, And it's a beautiful white thing, robot
1: white as well. Right, very
0: nice. So that that's critical, and that's pre-orders available now. It'll be in stores in August. But here's the thing: they've also announced, and this is pre kind of preemptive, because Sony might say something as well. Next year, like December 2017, they're going to have the another console as a part of that family. So they're not saying this is the new whole walk this away is thing.
1: Project, what is it called? Project
0: Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpio, oh, I haven't got it in front of me. But they're basically saying this has got huge graphics computing power yep. because... Virtual reality. This thing needs Absolutely. to be able to do virtual reality. So they've set the roadmap
1: for Xbox over the next, basically, few years. And on the One S as well, uh, surprise to learn it's going to support 4K Ultra HD for Blu-ray. Yeah. So you better play 4K Blu-ray movies through the Xbox One S. Why would you buy a Blu-ray player it's, now? It's the sort of thing you needed. Because remember when Blu-ray first came out and PlayStation could play it? That really boosted Blu-ray. Well, you think about it, right? I haven't seen the price, but... Yeah. Oh, let's say seven hundred bucks. It won't be that much, yeah, but will cheap, Be cheaper than Panasonic cheap,
0: player. Well, it'll be cheaper than Panasonic, and it's cheaper than buying an Xbox and, yeah, and Samsung.
1: And Samsung. Yeah, so that they could absolutely yeah. smash For that your, market or move PlayStation. Like, what's what's what are they going to do? They're going to offer ha- PlayStation
0: has to have four K Blu-ray. Four
1: K, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're one of these these companies that have got four K heritage all the Why way back else to. else would studio? Sony have not announced a four K Blu-ray player yeah. at CES or, or, yeah. or more recently? Although there is actually a Sony, I think there is already a Sony four K player you can buy here. In America? Here, here only, but not in Australia. There's Panasonic's one's already available here too. They've also got a new wireless control of the Xbox as well, so uh, plenty of announcements at E3. And
0: plenty of announcements from Microsoft as we wrap up the show. We woke up this morning to the news that Microsoft um, CEO had pulled out uh, a a briefcase uh, and loaded it with $34 Australian dollars and handed it over. That's a big suitcase. It's a massive. I mean, they're either big bills or it's a big suitcase. Thirty-four billion odd, you know, give or take Aussie dollars. Aussie dollars. Twenty, twenty-five billion, billion. B for billion dollars for LinkedIn. They bought LinkedIn. Microsoft. I mean, what's doing? They want a professional.
1: Social network. They bought Yammer, yeah. which was a kind of social network. They've now got this, and they paid only a lazy one point two billion for Yammer. Yeah, I think well, yeah. that's nothing, it's, right? That's like the change in the back of the sofa, isn't it? So
0: imagine you're, an, you're a big corporate bank, whatever, um, and you're running um, Office three six five, and you're working on a document. They want to be able to have, you know, you're working on a project, and it will recommend experts for you. It'll help you find the people yeah. that are going. To... I think that's a so complete finally, load of garbage.
1: Finally, a use for LinkedIn. Are you oh, on, you're on LinkedIn? Are? Yeah, but
0: just. It's
1: just a way of... Yeah, I know. Just people, I to, yeah. It's just like people... people like a dice, you know? Yeah. People asking to be to connect and... I mean, it, people do pay for LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm not sure it's $34 th- billion worth of more, revenue. It's more from the job side as well, though. Like, you can be like, if you pay for LinkedIn, you get sort of put at the top of the list if they're I looking know. at job candidates and things like that. But, you know.
0: People, come, people just come <laughs> looking for me. I don't need to be on, link, on LinkedIn for that. Um, so, big announcements uh, from Microsoft today. Um, we will have... News from PlayStation next week, plus a whole raft of products we've already looked at, but we don't have time for this week. Uh, here from San Francisco as guests of Apple for WWDC. We'll fly back later this week. Um, until then, uh, enjoy the, the stories that come through on our website, Stephen, and uh, just another
1: whole day ahead. We have dinner tonight. Yes, we do, and we're going to go see the new Apple store too, the new well, we store. We both had a, had Union, a look at I'm it already. sneaky already yeah, in, in Union Square. Pretty unbelievable uh, facility.
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech, thanks to the good people at Netgear. We'll be back next week with episode 260.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.